It's the calm before the storm. Michael Horowitz's report is coming out, they say, on Friday, which would make sense. And apparently this is a very voluminous uh, document. And by voluminous, I don't mean there's a lot of information. Well, it, there's going to be a lot of information. I mean, it's going to be huge. This thing was described as the size of a telephone book. And I have a feeling we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. I'm not even sure I want to read. read I'm not even sure I want to read this thing. But we're got, we're. I'm going to have to read some of it at least, or at least find some really good outlets that give good information. But I finally want to go see the Joker. See Joker. It's not the Joker. Joker. And um, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm going to review the movie without any spoilers. Okay, that's a lie. There are going to be spoilers. But I will give you ample warning before the spoilers. And if you're like me, this is... this is I'm a huge horror movie fan. I'm a huge psychological thriller fan. This is that kind of movie. It's definitely worth it. Uh, the person I went with, my friend that I went with, was horribly disturbed it was nothing I expected it was definitely worth it so I think we're going to spend the entire half hour on that movie once the movie is reviewed let's talk about the comic book uh, why this comic book film has ruffled so many feathers politically this was the most hated movie by the media CNN, MSNBC, Rotten Tomatoes hated it. Absolutely hated it. And yet, it's really popular. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not the typical film viewer. I really am not political in a lot of things. When I watch a movie, I, I don't see politics in a movie because it's a movie. But yeah, this is really pissed some people off. This is Gene. And you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. We have so much going on. I swear to God, the news, the news cycle is going to get absolutely crazy. And so far, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that uh, we're not crazy yet. I have, I have two books to review, plus this movie. I'm going to get through this movie now because I've been promising this, I don't know, 17 times. So it's got, I even had discussions with people about this movie. Hey, hand out to Dean and Valerie. I I actually almost had Dean on this, but I don't think Dean would want to sit back and actually do this. Dean talks like a champ. But I would want Dean and Valerie because I think Valerie would set, calm Dean down a couple things. So we're going to break this thing up into a couple of things. We're going to talk about um, the actual, we're going to talk about what the movie is about. Basically the summary, it'll be a partial review. Then we're going to actually talk about what is Joker? Because I think there's a lot of talk about good and evil with Joker and, and no, that's not right. Joker is not good and evil. And I, there's a lot of literature on um, superheroes and there's also a lot of literature on anti-heroes 
Joker is the perfect anti-hero. We're going to talk about that. And then finally, and we're going to talk about the political problems with this. Why is the left flipping out about this? It's a movie. Who gives a damn? It's a movie. But the left is flipping out about it. And you can see in the reviews, you can see in a lot of articles. Um, I, I, and, and I don't watch a movie and think politics. I really don't. I even an awesome movie like The Day After Tomorrow, which was overtly political. I didn't think politics of it. I just thought it was kind of a cool movie. A lot of special, awesome special effects. And so, uh, and then I was told the other day, oh, well, you know, that movie was about climate change. Okay, whatever. And I've watched it 72 times after. I just like the movie. I don't bring politics into my entertainment. And uh, I think a lot of people need to stop doing that. But let's move on. The Finally, the, the third portion is going to be what was good and bad about this movie, more or less technically. Okay. Um, I'm a huge Heath Ledger fan. I thought Heath Ledger in the Dark, dark Knight was... He was phenomenal in The Dark Knight. Joaquin Phoenix... Joaquin Phoenix took it a step further. So let, let's talk about that and why, okay? And I'll tell you why when we get the shot. Now, <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about this. I, I didn't really want to go to the theater to see this movie. Um, two tickets for $18, one large popcorn for 10 and a medium drink for $6. But... I, I just figured, you know what? I'm sure this movie is not going to be great on the big screen. I could probably just wait until it comes out on Amazon Prime and buy it like everybody freaking else does. Or if I want to get wild and crazy, wait nine months until it's on Netflix. I didn't. My partner, my friend wanted to go. So I said, okay, we'll go. Um, and I got news to you. It was kind of a movie I didn't think she'd really enjoy. So I thought, okay... We'll go. And I, I let it up to her. I let it completely up to her to go. And then she wanted to go. And she brought it back up. I didn't. I was going to go by myself. I, I had no problem going by myself. But you know something? I thought, you know, I don't want to wait six months because I've been promising you folks this garbage. And so it's time to move on. So I went. I had no idea what to expect. I gave up in, in expecting with movies. The movie was rated R for language and violence. Friends had already told me that was it was a very dark film. And by the way, those same friends never said it was a good film. They just said it was a really dark film. The best description I can give you right now after watching this film is that, yeah, it's very, very, very very, 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 pretty much so. It's a dark film. I it This is not a movie to watch on your first date. Um, if your girlfriend that you're going to take to see a movie has any type of bipolar disorder or uh, manic depression, yeah, you're probably not going to want to take her. I, this is, yeah, no, this is not a good film for that. If you're expecting to 
I, I don't know if you're expecting one of those films where like a pretty woman film and you're going to feel really good about. No, you're not. Are you going to talk about it? Yes. This is not a film to go with someone. This is a film you go with another guy. I, I swear to God, do not go with a chick. It's not going to work, especially if you're planning to do bad things at the end of the night. This is not going to happen. So get over it right now. I had goosebumps throughout the movie. My friend, her eyes were bulging throughout the movie. And by the end, she was actually holding her hands over her mouth. So to sit back and for me to tell you the movie was dark doesn't do it justice. The violence was definitely extreme. There's no question. And it was shocking. You, you didn't expect anything. It didn't happen all the time. but And it wasn't like Friday the 13th violence, but it was some of it was gruesome. Jo the Joker whose name in the movie is more important than his title at the end of the movie is Arthur Fleck has never been portrayed as such a dark and twisted character as he was in this movie. And I used to watch the Batman films all the way back in the seventies with, uh, Burt West and Adam, or Adam West and Burt, whoever that other guy was. The Robin, his gay um, uh, sidekick, and Alfred. Even Heath Ledger's portrayal in The Dark Knight, who I think was one of the greatest impressions for the Joker, did not hold a candle to this. Uh, was the acting better? No. I, I, I think Heath Ledger's acting was really good. Um, Joaquin Phoenix's acting was just as good. So I'm not exactly sure who wins out on there. So my initial reaction is that this movie, along with my friend's reaction, is simply, wow, what, WTF, because I can't cuss. Now, that doesn't mean the movie is good, as you'll hear later. But it was impactful, powerful, and definitely thought-provoking. Was it better than The Dark Knight? Uh, I won't go so far as to say that. But we'll get to that. But it was different. And I think that's what's important. And that's why I'm going to recommend seeing this movie. Especially if you like the Batman series. That might lead you to believe we thought... Here's the thing. I'm one of these guys that needs to wait till the end of a movie because there's always a hook in great movies. Okay? This movie had a great hook. And as far as I'm concerned, it made it one of the greatest movies. To the point that I want to see The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger as Joker. And I really wish this movie was out and I could download it because I really want to see it again. It is not a movie you can see once. It's a movie you're going to need to see a couple of times. It is that serious. So you'll have to wait till the review <coughs> until we get to that. But first we need to talk about, okay, what's this movie about? I'm going to try and avoid 
a lot of, um, how shall we say, uh, spoilers. Even in the certain areas, there's going to be one area where I'm going to bring up a couple of spoilers. And that area, I will tell you, and I will tell you, wait five seconds, cut this off, show up at 25 minutes, and then blah, 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 whatever. Okay, here's the thing. I may have lied with the spoilers. I may bring them up here. Listen, maybe this is not the podcast for you if you want to see this movie. Um, I really don't think a lot of these spoilers are really that spoilers. If you actually understand the Joker story, none of this is going to be a real spoiler. If you don't understand the Joker story, you should watch this movie and then come back and re-listen to this podcast. But whatever. The movie is about a guy named Arthur Fleck, a disturbed, mentally deficient young man. He's had a rough life. There's no question. He lives with his mother, and he works as a clown to hire. And he does that because he wants to make people laugh. He doesn't care how he makes people laugh. A clown for him is good enough, but his ultimate goal is to be a comedian. He's got a couple of problems, though. Um, he's just not funny. And his condition, because he's got a mental condition, he's got a really bad mental condition that he's on drugs for, he starts to uncontrollably laugh at the strangest of times. So this guy will just walk up and just start laughing. That's going to be important later. He begins to realize his life isn't what it seems. His past isn't what it seems. His past isn't what he thought it was. His present isn't what he thinks it is. That's when he realized that this is when his dreams are completely shot. He's never going to be what he wants to be. This is important. Tell me if I'm wrong, but that's pretty heavy right off the bat. And that's in the first 15 minutes of the film. And it develops for the next 30 minutes. Now, understand something. This is a short film. This is not a you know, three and a half hour film. So they've got a lot to pack into a very short amount of time. I think if this movie was released before the Dark Knight series, you would have understood where Heath Ledger's Joker came from. It was just really, really disturbing. Now, you've got to ignore, you got to use the poetic license when it comes to um, Heath Ledger's character being younger than Joaquin Phoenix's character, but let's let's just ignore that. So, but no, the movie continues and we see a catharsis that Arthur Fleck realizes he is the Joker. He is not the Joker. He is Joker. And Fleck, embracing his newfound identity, is disturbing to say the least. 
and his behavior gets more unsettling. The story really accentuates the purpose of the Joker. So maybe it's time we talk about the Joker. What is the Joker? Where did he come from? Why was he such a popular character? Even though this film really disturbed me and my friend, it's consistent with the identity of this character of the Joker. The Joker's identity is extremely complicated. That's why he's such an interesting character. Even the 70s Batman starring Adam West, the Joker was the most received villain. He was on the screen most often. I mean, it's hard to believe that this guy could do all the things he did and end up being in jail for however long. Right? And then he was back on the screen. You'd think this guy would be in prison for the rest of life. He, he never was. He was closely followed by the Penguin, who was also a jacked-up character, and the Riddler barely was on screen. But the 70s Batman really didn't go over what the Joker really is, like the comic books did. The comic books did tell you what the Joker was. I'm already at 1745. I'm not going to get through half this podcast without having a two-parter here. And that's fine. Here's the thing. The Joker's not an evil guy. The Penguin is evil. He's doing things for a reason. The Riddler is evil. He's doing things for a reason. He is like Lucifer was in John Milton's Paradise Lost. He's an anti-hero whose souls, whose soul, Tilios, which is a great word for purpose. It's a Greek word for purpose. Read Ben Shapiro's book. He talks about Tilios. Is to create chaos. The first time this was brought up to brought to life with Heath Ledger's version of the Joker, he br he did bring it up. And you really didn't think that the Joker was truly evil in the Dark Knight. You just thought this guy was really screwed up. The Joker tells Two-Face, who is enraged with him for killing his fiance, blowing him up, he lost half his face, so one face looks great, the other face is missing half of it. He, the Joker told Two-Face that he is an agent of chaos. This proves that by putting his... this He proves this by putting... Taking out... The Joker takes out his gun, puts it in Two-Face's hands... And then puts the barrel, the Joker puts the barrel to his head. Uh, it's an extremely powerful scene. And the only reason I'm describing this is because there are people who haven't seen The Dark Knight. And they should have seen The Dark Knight. A uh, Joker will make a lot more sense if you see The Dark Knight. And you, you will definitely understand where I'm coming from here.
I do have a clip from that scene. Let's listen to it. And it's a little bit longer because it was so well acted. Heath Ledger should have won an Oscar here. Just like Joaquin Phoenix should win an Oscar for his movie. Listen. You know, I don't want there to be any hard feelings between us, Harvey. When you and uh, Rachel, Rachel! Rachel were being abducted, I was sitting in Gordon's cage. Now, I, I didn't rig those charges. Your man, your plan. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? You know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. You know, I just do things. The mob has plans. The cops have plans. Gordon's got plans. You know, they're schemers. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. I'm not a schemer. I try to show the schemers how pathetic their attempts to control things really are. So, when I say, uh, come here, when I say that you and your girlfriend was nothing personal, you'll know that I'm telling the truth. It's the schemers that put you where you are. You were a schemer, you had plans, and uh, look where that got you. I just did what I do best. I took your little plan and I turned it on itself. Look what I did to this city with a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets. Hmm? You, you know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Even if the plan is horrifying. If tomorrow I tell the press that, like, a gangbanger will get shot, or a truckload of soldiers will be blowing up, nobody panics. Because it's all part of the plan. But when I say that one little old mare will die, well, then everyone loses their minds. Introduce a little anarchy. Upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. If you have not seen that movie, this movie is a reason for Batman. It is fantastic. Um, and the Joker, or Joker, hit it too. Here's the thing. The Joker in the Dark Knight is a psychopath that is not concerned about himself or material wealth. And if you watch the movie, there's a ton of proof to that. He does what he does because he has a view of the world as chaos. And he believes civilization is preventing the world from taking its true form. His sole purpose is to bring about chaos much in the same way that Lucifer did in Paradise Lost. Lucifer represented chaos in represents chaos in Paradise Lost. And God represents order. Pe people are not good or evil. Hell and heaven are not evil or good. Deeds are good or evil. I believe this because I believe this because God forgives people who have done the most horrific things. 
if the ju- if they just repent. Because a person is not evil, though his deeds may be evil. That's a lot unpacked, and I haven't even talked about Arthur Fleck, played by Joaquin Phoenix, in Joker. Joker takes the Joker one step further, and it makes more sense than any of the other movies, television shows, or comic books have ever attempted to do with someone He is a psychopathic serial killer. And he's a psychopathic serial killer because he was raised that way. The rated R movie, this rated R movie, because violence is the only logical conclusion for the Joker in this movie, shows how Arthur Fleck shed his identity and becomes the joke it becomes the joker he even tells call me the joker there is no arthur fleck after that point there was even a scene where joker uh kind of a i'd say it's a spoiler it's really not because it's shown in the previews you just don't understand it you won't understand it until you see the film where the joker Arthur Fleck is dead and is standing on a car. He is at his identity of Arthur Fleck has died. It's gone. He's surrounded by a mob, which he created based off the things he did before. He's standing on the, he's standing on the car. He's bloodied. He's weak. He can barely stand. And he brings his arms out to the crowd. And the crowd cheers. His arms out is a metaphor. It's a metaphor for the Antichrist. And I don't mean like the omen or the exorcist type of Antichrist, like the devil. I don't mean that. I mean it's the opposite of order. The scene shows Arthur Fleck sacrificing himself to save chaos from the sin of order becoming the savior of chaos. Just like Christ was nailed to a cross and he became the savior of us. What do you think? Too weird? I don't know. It's pretty weird. I mean, I can be full of crap. Todd Phillips, who is the director of the uh, director of Joker, may say, "No, I just thought it was kind of a cool-looking shot." That's fine. I'm an I'm an English guy. I I really like to talk a lot about this, so I like to find meaning in things in art. But I think I came up with. What was pretty insightful and brilliant. So, crap. Uh, so, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to sit back and throw my wisdom to you, even though I have no idea if I'm right. 
I could be dead wrong. It could be like that movie where the person died and was he's the murderer and all this crap. I, I don't even remember the murder because it was just so weird. Okay, I am probably going to remember tomorrow and tell you. I'm going to spend all 30 minutes on this movie tomorrow. And that's a good thing. You'll find out why after this section. So here's the thing. Tomorrow what I'm going to do is, it will be a spoiler day. I'm going to talk about why the political left has thrown an absolute hissy fit about this movie. I am going to tell you. And there will be spoilers tomorrow. And then I'm going to give you, and I'm going to tell you what time, if you want to move forward or whatever, I'm going to tell you why this was a movie worth seeing or it wasn't worth seeing. For example, it was a great movie for me to see. I love the movie. Uh, my friend, no. She, no. It was, she was horribly disturbed by the movie. When we say it was dark, I mean it was really dark. And so tomorrow's going to be spoiler alerts. I'm already at 29 minutes, 30 seconds. And the Dave rule applies. I want to thank, first off, I want to thank Dean and Valerie. Because when I saw this movie, I called them. Because I was so jacked up after this movie. And we had long and great discussions. Dean talks a lot. He drives me crazy. Valerie kind of keeps him, I don't know, centered, neutral. That's fine. He's like um, the basey molecule to the acidic. Like you ate a really bad pizza and that's Dean. And your stomach gets acidic. And then Valerie is the Tums that actually calms the stomach down. That I mean, that's what they were. And I'm really wondering if I should bring them in here. And we may have a third episode of this. I'm not really sure. And I might bring those two in there. If I can beg them to, to be. If I haven't pissed off Dean. Because he does listen to these podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter. At Runninfool. R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can visit my website. Where you can actually. This one I actually wrote out. You can actually review the blog and look at the actual videos uncut at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can download or listen to this podcast at, uh, don't tell me, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. This was a really fun one. I hope you enjoy it because I spent so long ignoring it. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics.